In this, Jimmy Dean Keene and Caroline A. Bear Guidry are enjoying a picnic lunch in a rural field somewhere outside of Baton Rouge. There is a wooden split rail fence behind them. This field or pasture hasn't been mowed in a bit. Jimmy and Caroline are the only people around, maybe for miles. From a distance, they just look like two people facing one another. But closer, it's clear that she's on his lap, and the only thing between the bare skin of her upper body and the judging eyes of God is her long hair streaming down her back and one of Jimmy's hands pressed between her shoulder blades. He's also naked, and his expression is one of nearly transcendent bliss. He is a bit overcome by impulse, so he flips them over, puts her on her back in the grass. She is all about it putting her hands through his hair, tugging at it a bit, and then she puts both of her hands up over her head, closes her eyes, just giving over. He hears a kind of lingering, high vocal sound, kind of like, that he assumes is her, but then she makes a low noise, and he realizes that first one was him. Several minutes later, he's on his back beside her in the grass. Her hands are still up over her head, her wrists crossed. He puts his hands up over his head, too. Steadies himself a moment. Man, I think now I need a cigarette. (laughs) She slowly sits up, stretches lightly, reaches for her jacket where it had ended up on the ground nearby, goes for the pocket, pulls out a partially smoked joint. We still got the dog end of this. Yeah, that'll do. They had brought the lighter from the dashboard of Jimmy's car. So, she uses that to reignite their joint. Lean over him. Exchanges her smoke directly into his lungs, which people call shotgunning. Doing this with the first half of the joint was how they had kicked off their little escapade, so... Ah, we've come full circle. The snake always eats its tail. Jimmy thinks about it a minute. He takes his turn on the joint itself. You know, now that I've felt what happens with your body and what that does to my body... I don't know if I've ever actually made a woman come before. <laughs> you can't be serious. I don't know. 
I could get caterwauling like a porn star, putting up a real howl, but anybody can fake that, whether on purpose or, I don't know. <laughs> you can't fake what you've got. I have never felt anything like that before. I love it. I never have to ask if you got yours. It's not a mystery. <laughs> she had draped her jacket across her shoulders without putting her arms into the sleeves. Well, you're pretty good yourself. I mean, you get it done. And that's more than I can say for most of the men I've known. Jimmy passes the joint back, looks at her playfully. How many is that? Her face is still serene, but she doesn't look directly at him. A few. Enough to know you definitely stand out. Okay, well, as long as I'm head and shoulders above the rest. Yeah. <laughs> You head and shoulders <laughs> above. <laughs> yeah, that's one area where I don't doubt my expertise. I've always been kind of a prodigy at cunnilingus. Uh, and by now I have like 20 years of experience about. Wow. <laughs> Practice makes perfect. <laughs> yeah, in hindsight, I'm pretty sure I managed to get at least a couple of them there. Through that, if nothing else. At least, that's what I could deduce. And furthermore, what they told me. Oh, yeah, I mean, if they told you, then yeah, probably. Jimmy's fondly reminiscing now, and Caroline's allowing this, kind of encouraging it. She certainly doesn't have a problem hearing about it, so he goes on a bit. I was kind of popular as a teenager. Oh, I'm sure. Because, <laughs> you know, once I got it going... I pretty quickly earned a reputation which preceded me. Everybody knew they could get loose with Big Dick Dean and not have to lose their virginity or cheat on their nice Jewish boyfriend. I mean, unless they wanted to. <laughs> Big Dick Dean. <laughs> Well, I mean, truth in advertising. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just saying. It's kind of hard to deny. <laughs> or hide it. I'm just telling you what I see. <laughs> yeah, it's always kind of entered the room before I did in one way or another. <laughs> you know, so, Big Dick Dean got around? Uh, uh, a little bit. I was looking for love. <laughs> probably didn't go about it the right way. I think I was probably too pushy. At least some of the time. A lot of the time. 
He pictures himself as a teenager, both handsome and beautiful, dressed very nicely, behind the wheel of a classic automobile, putting it in park, turning to look at the teenage girl in the passenger seat. He's got a very specific flirty grin on his face, certain element of expectation in his eyes, and the girl looking back at him perhaps does not. I didn't put the dick itself in too many places as an underage Romeo, but I took a few girls out. Never really went anywhere. Well, that's not uncommon, I don't think. I bet you were a nice Jewish boyfriend, though. Mm. Kinda. But I had some issues. I mean... I was kind of needy. <laughs> Came on pretty strong, but I don't know what I really gave back in return. Apart from, uh, you know. He wiggles his eyebrows, braces his hands behind himself, leans back into them. Keeps wiggling the eyebrows, just trying to get a laugh out of her. <laughs> It works. <laughs> well, I don't think that's uncommon either. With both boys and girls, but especially teenage boys, I don't know. Being a little bit pushy seems kind of par for the course, you know? And that's how we all gotta learn. As girls, you gotta learn how to say, No, I don't want that. Fuck yourself. And as a boy, you gotta learn how to hear a girl say no and say, you know what, all right. Yeah. It can take a while, though. On both sides, some people never get there. If you were still acting like that now, I think we might have a problem, but... I mean, you and I certainly wouldn't be here right now. All right, he can accept this. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't come on too strong. <laughs> yeah, I appreciated having the time and opportunity to figure it out for myself. If you had come right out the gate saying, all right, let's get naked right away, I would have said no. On principle. Because nothing good ever comes of that for me, anyhow, in my experience. Yeah, yeah fair enough. I wanted to, though. <laughs> yeah. But you didn't. And that's maturity, I think. He thinks about this, wiggling one of his feet. He's still wearing his socks and shoes, the only things he's wearing. Maturity or self-hatred, I don't know. Well, I sure don't want you to hate yourself, but whatever it was, she looks him straight in the eye. Thank you for showing me that much grace and letting me catch up. <sighs> yeah, grace, that's what it was. <sighs> grace, period. <laughs> we got there. We're here now. 
Yes, we are. He is certainly glad about that, and that's so apparent he doesn't even need to say it. You suppose we ought to get around to eating them po'boys we picked up? I'm starving. (laughs) Yeah, let's do that. I'm going to put my jeans back on, though, because I keep feeling like something's crawling up my... You know. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Especially since when we first pulled up, you had to chuck your shoes into the grass to get all the critters out of there. (laughs) Well, that's just best practice in San Louisiana, because... Right, yeah, you don't know if there's a scorpion or a fucking snake or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby alligator, I don't even know. (laughs) So he gets his jeans. She gets the bag that contains the sandwiches they'd bought en route to this field after leaving the auto sale. Talking about all that, saying, here, here. I've been wanting to bring someone to this very field for a long time. Jimmy pauses to look at her. Oh, yeah? This is your makeout field? <laughs> well, could have been. It's kind of ideal, right? This farmer don't seem to ever use it. They got another whole 40 acres somewhere. This just their back 40. Set way off the road. It's nice and private. She gestures to where Jimmy has pulled up and parked the car. It's shielded from view of the road by a utility shed. There's some trees between them and the road. Nobody driving past would have reason to assume there were people parked there, much less getting up to whatever in the grass. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty perfect. I mean, like they say in real estate, location, location, location. (laughs) She's put their sandwiches out, taking a big bite out of hers. She's tucked her lower legs and feet under herself, sitting on them. Maybe inspired by (laughs) Jimmy's vivid imagery about critters and nether parts, but regardless... He enjoys seeing her more or less naked, chowing down, passionately consuming sustenance after having expended some energy on an activity they both enjoy. But he's feeling another kind of feeling, too, and it's precluding his enjoyment a little bit. So, this was not the first condom you've seen chucked into this grass? (laughs) Well, I do believe this was probably not the first condom that's ever been chucked into this field, but none of them ever had anything to do with me. He feels a bit better knowing this, realizing he feels a bit jealous, but at the same time recognizing that's absurd, especially given his own prolific sex life prior meeting her. Alright. I do enjoy getting to be the first at something. (sighs) Makes it feel more special. Well, it is. 
and Ewar. Yeah, he likes this. His feelings are assuaged. He takes a bite of his sandwich. Then Caroline adds, Most of the folks that I was hanging around with didn't have a car. So, since we were all living down in the city, we couldn't get out here even if we wanted to. Jimmy pauses again, but then reminds himself internally, she could be talking about all of three fucking people. She's probably not talking about 90-something different people, so maybe call me Jets, Keen. He takes his own inner monologue's advice. Well, I got one up on them there, too. <laughs> you sure do. She studies him, still working on her sandwich. She covers her mouth with her hand for a moment, processing a big bite. Gets it down, takes a drink of water from the bottle they brought. Yeah, I think you're the finest specimen I have ever entertained. <sighs> That's a real fancy way of saying the best you've ever had. <laughs> well, I figured you'd appreciate it since you used to be a student of the English language. <laughs> yeah, well, don't let me fool you. I do. Well, good. That's all I want. He feels the afterglow of this for a minute. Don't let it go to your head, though. <laughs> yeah, too late. Alright, then I might as well keep going. I don't just mean the dick, Jimmy. Although that's the best I've ever had, too, probably. Alright. I mean, I have never known. I have probably never even met somebody quite like you. And I hope we can make this last a good long time, but even if it was over tomorrow, I would still be real glad for the time we did have. Jimmy's practically struck dumb. Well, I definitely don't anticipate it's going to be over tomorrow. As far as I'm concerned, this will be over when you say it's over. And I'm not planning to do anything stupid to make you get shut of me anytime soon. I mean, I guess we'll see, but... <sighs> okay. I'm certainly not planning to do something stupid myself. Act all fickle and dump you out of nowhere or something. So, alright then. Alright. Settled. Caroline's still holding her sandwich in one hand, but she uses the other to mime writing a check, pretends to rip it out of an imaginary checkbook, hands it over to Jimmy. He's mildly taken aback by how unexpected and cute he finds this. He pretends to take the invisible check, folds it, puts it in his imaginary breast pocket. All right. 
Caroline has gone back to her sandwich. Hmm. You can cash that right away. I was thinking I might just frame it. Put it on my wall. <laughs> you do what you want with it. I trust you. <laughs>